Hey, welcome back to another episode of Internet Exposition. I am your host, Kevin Emery, and I wanted to talk a little bit about a YouTuber that I've been watching for, I don't know, maybe six months now, almost a year, close to a year, and um, his name is Slasher Pepper. Video Sharing Ketchup and um, he mostly talks about like horror movies and stuff like that, especially like old school horror movies, like from the eighties and stuff like that. But he talks about modern day ones too. But um, yeah, I got into him because uh, he's also a pretty big fan of the uh, Friday the Thirteenth movies, and I like love the Friday the Thirteenth movies. Anybody who knows me knows I have an obsession with those movies, and yeah, so. But yeah, uh, I think the first video I saw by him was the um, the ranking the slashers and killers. Like he um, did a top tier, like a tier list. And he took like more the most of the popular ones. I think there was a, um, a couple here and there missing. It's been a while since I've seen the video. I can't remember who he like ranked as like top tier, but I do believe uh, you know he had like Jason Voorhees, Ghostface, and um, what is uh, uh, Leatherface as well. And I believe Michael Myers may have been up there. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, I remember seeing a ranking for that. One of the things I think that keeps me coming back to his channel, I mean, I like his other content as well. I think it's really good, really well done, especially if you're a horror fan. But one of the things that keep me coming back to his channel, I think, is the um, interviews that he does with a lot of directors. Um, he does a lot of interviews with like old school 80s horror directors like he did one with uh, the director of I forget the guy's name but he was the director of uh, Jason Goes to Hell the final Friday and um, he did an interview with him which I found very interesting because most people kind of hate on that movie and so I thought he said he actually enjoyed that movie and um, so I like he did a you know, interview with him, and I thought that was pretty cool, and the guy kind of, the uh, director talked about how, um, Adam Marcus, I think his name is, um, he, uh, talked about how, you know, a lot of people kind of hate on him a little bit, or he, sometimes he gets hate emails or something, or hate messages online or whatever, or hate letters, I guess, in the mail as well talking about how people, you know, tell him that they he ruined the franchise, blah, 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 and stuff like that. So I thought it was uh, kind of uh, interesting. that, And he talks about a lot of other stuff. He talked about, like, politics and cultures and stuff like that and, um, and things like that, um, which, you know, was interesting as a side thing. And But, yeah, I just found it so interesting that so many people just directly hate on him. And blame him for like ruining the series or whatever. Now, Friday the, the Jason Goes to Hell isn't my favorite Friday the Thirteenth movie, but I found it entertaining, and I definitely didn't think the movie was horrible. In fact, I think there's other movies in the series that are, in my opinion, worse than um, 
Jason Goes to Hell, you know, Friday the 13th Part 3 comes to my mind. I just never was the biggest fan of Part 3, really. And, um, but anyway, I digress. But yeah, he did, uh, does other interviews. He did one, I think, just recently, at the time of this recording, where he interviewed, um, um, the uh, director that did uh, Friday the 13th Part 6, I believe, but I can't remember his name either. Um, hmm, what was that guy's name? But anyway, um, he interviewed him, and he talked about how he uh, the guy was actually planning on do, doing an upcoming sequel to um, Friday the 13th Part 6, so it's going to be a sequel to that movie, that movie alone, which technically part seven is a sequel to part six, but this will be a, I guess it's supposed to be a sequel to part six and it's either going to ignore part seven, eight and Jason goes to hell or it's going to take place in between it. I don't know. He didn't go into great details of exactly how that was going to work. Yeah. But he said it's something he wanted to do right after he made part six, but he didn't really have any ideas for a sequel to it. And um, and then finally, uh, like last year during the pandemic, he said ideas just started kind of flowing. And uh, but he has to wait, you know, to get the permission to get the rights and all that stuff to to um, in order for him to make the movie. So he said it's. He said, "Until all this stuff blows over, it's just going to be too too dang difficult because there's a big um, argument going on between like Sean Cunningham, the original director of Friday the Thirteenth, versus uh, I can't remember the guy's name in Part Two, uh, where they're arguing over um, um, who has the rights to Jason and stuff like that. And uh, Sean Cunningham, since technically he said he started the series, technically." you know, uh, came up with the whole concept of Jason. Um, he, um, you know, he felt like he should have the rights and then, you know, they're arguing for their side of the rights and blah, blah, blah. So it's just, it's a big, um, interesting thing. But he said until all that kind of blows over, he's like, he just, you know, there's no way he's going to be able to get that done because there's no, no way to contact anybody who's, you know, in order to make this uh, film, so, but yeah, he did an interview with him, and there's a lot of other directors on here he's done interviews with, and he's done other stuff too, on video-wise, he's, uh, he's done, like, other rankings of movies and stuff, and he's talked about different movie series, or maybe his first time watching a series, and talks about kind of his reaction to it, and what he thinks about it, and, um, I, I really like his channel. It's a very unique. I've seen other horror channels, but they're just not quite the same as uh, as Slasher Pepper. I just think he is um, kind of brings a unique side to things, and a um, yeah. And I just I really enjoy it. So um, hopefully he keeps on keeping on. It looks like he's been going for a good solid three years now. So doesn't look like he's showing any signs of quitting anytime soon and uh, I'm glad for that I think uh, like I said I think that he's uh, really good at what he does uh, unfortunately he doesn't have the most subscribers but since his channel is very niche it's very um, targeted toward a specific audience 
um, you know, you think with a horror genre, there'd be more attention to it. But I think the problem is, is most people that are into juice, like 80s horror movies specifically, I don't know how much time they spend on YouTube just watching people talk about 80s horror movies. And plus, I will admit his videos, even though they're entertaining, he doesn't really do anything... Uh, it's not like he has like a review series or something like that. Like if he did a big all out like review series of like, let's say if he decided he wanted to review every single Friday the 13th movie in order or something like that, that might gain a little bit of attention. And I think that's might be not, I don't want to use the word problem, but that might be the reason why his channel hasn't gotten more attention than it has. I mean, it's got some pretty good attention, don't get me wrong, but I think it could have more attention if he did something like that. And I'm not saying that, you know, he has to do that because he may not be interested in that, and that's fine. I'm just saying if he did, you know, something a little bit more mainstream in the um, horror genre world, um, it might gain more attention because, like I said, most of his videos... um, are very um have a very underground uh, feel to them not a very mainstream uh, feel to them and maybe that's exactly what he wants maybe that's the uh, concept that he's going for he wants it you know to avoid mainstream attention like i said so maybe that's uh, what he wants i think he li- actually lives in another country cuz i live in the us and um, I'm not sure what country he lives in, though. <laughs> but yeah, I'm pretty sure he lives in another country because um, he has kind of an accent to him. Um, I mean, he speaks English, but like he has a, a slight accent to him, so it makes me wonder if he uh, either grew up in another country, lives in another country. But anyway, I digress. But I think his channel is really good. If you're a big fan of horror movies and you like, you you would be interested in maybe, especially seeing like interviews with directors and stuff like that, which I find very interesting. Um, you might consider checking out his channel. I think it's uh, really entertaining, really good. If you're interested in that specific thing so yeah so i'll put a link in the show notes to his channel you can check it out and uh yeah so today in esports um i really don't have any uh news today internet news or uh anything like that so i'm just going to skip ahead to the esports section today in esports i um been reading some articles off and online talking about other video games that are come might potentially become an e-sport game. Mm-hmm. And one of those games I found to be very interesting was uh, Pokemon Unite. And so I found this article on esports.com and it talked about Pokemon Unite becoming an e-sport. So it's it says... Um, Pokemon Unite has just been released, but can Pokemon uh, MOBA stand the test of time and become an eSport? Here are our first impressions. Says, ever since the initial announcement, players all around the world have been looking for World of Pokemon as potential fresh of breath air for the genre now that the game has been out for a bit. Uh, take a look closer look at it 
Could Pokemon Unite become the next eSport? For a game to take off and become an eSport, the foundation is obviously competitive and a fun gameplay. After playing a couple of dozen matches and gameplay in Unite, it is quite enjoyable and offers plenty of space for outplaying um, opponents on your skill, dodging skills, using items and abilities at the correct time are all part of Unite and works very much so like other uh, MOBAs in the regard LOL or um, LOL being League of Legends and Data 2 players will feel right at home in Unite. So it's um it's an e there's a lot of esports games. The reason why I think this might be potentially some really exci- a really exciting concept in the esports world is there's a lot of esports games that are um most of the uh, quite a few of the esports games are especially the more popular ones are all just like first person shooters. And don't get me wrong, I like those. I love Counter-Strike. Uh you know, Call of Duty League is a lot of fun to watch. And uh, stuff like that, but a lot, you know, those tend to be the ones that gain more attention, other than maybe League of Legends, and uh, Rocket League has a pretty good following, I believe, too, but it's not quite as popular, I don't think, and um, so I like the concept of something so vastly different, but yet still really popular, popular. And I think out of all the other games that people have been kind of hinting around to possibly coming in esports, I think a Pokemon game potentially has the best chance because Pokemon, the Pokemon game community, gaming community is really popular. There, it's a large community. A lot of people love Pokemon games. And um, I played them before. I never really could get into them, but I definitely would be down to watching an eSport of it, um, you know, seeing the competitive play and stuff like that. I, um, I'd i be all on board for that. So, um, but yeah, Pokemon has a huge following. So I think, like, there's a lot of games out there. You could read articles after articles of games, you know, that potentially might become an eSport. And I think Pokemon Unite, this uh, new Pokemon game, potentially has the best chance out of all of them and so i will definitely try to give more updates as time goes on and see if you know this still has a stance you know if it seems to be making headway and any potential chance of it becoming an esport or if it's just uh, doesn't look like it's going to work but i i have high hopes for this though i think it could potentially um become a thing in the esports community um because like I said, I you know it's really popular in Japan and in America. Esports also being really popular in Japan and America, and so yeah, I I have high hopes for it. But the article basically just continues on explaining kind of the concept of the game and how it could potentially become a competitive gameplay for esports. Very easily to do. I think it's an arena style game, so uh, uh, definitely wouldn't be hard to make it work. Just like with League of Legends. Or, um, you know, and all that good stuff. So, yeah. Uh, so, I guess that's it for the podcast today. It's a pretty short one. Um, if you want to check out my other content, my other um, 
podcast and my YouTube channel and all that stuff. Uh, links are all in the show notes. Like I said, um, for Slasher Pepper, who I talked about today, you know, his his uh, channel will be in the show notes, the link for his channel. And I believe that's it. Oh, yeah, I also have a website if you want to check it out. I try to remember to talk about it every podcast because, you know, you got to have to keep kind of reminding people. Otherwise, they'll forget. I forget myself. So um, I do have a website now. It's internetradioexpo.com. It'll have all the podcasts on there if you want to. Sometimes people prefer to listen to a podcast or a website, you know, archived through there. So they are on there if you want to check those out. I also have some memes and other stuff on there if you want to check that out. Or if you want to get a hold of me, um, there's a con- contact page. That's probably one of the best ways to get a hold of me. Or you can go to my Instagram and DM me there. Um, and I believe that's it. So, yeah, this is Internet Exposition. I am Kevin Emery, and I'm out. <laughs>